0: Okay, welcome to episode one of the Around the Lantern podcast. My name is Grudge. I'm Puzzle.
1: My name is Alpha.
0: And I am Deer Man. Alright, so today, we're starting off strong. Uh, Each of us is going to bring a topic to the forefront. Just a quick moment to cut in right now. I'm going to be talking about Roko's Basilisk, which has been known to cause distress in some people due to the nature of the topic. So, if you like to skip that, you can skip over to the 14-minute mark. Anyways, on with the podcast. So, okay. it was created on an info board called Less Wrong. Less Wrong is, and I'm getting this from a, I got this from a website called Slate.com. I don't know how reliable that is. So, Less Wrong is a gathering point for highly analytical sorts interested in optimizing their thinking, their lives, and the world through mathematics and rationality. The founder of Less Wrong is a fellow named Elizer Yudkowsky. I might have butchered that. Um, now, this guy actually banned discussion of Roko's Basilisk, uh, simply because of how some people have had like nightmares, they've been unable to sleep. They've had a full-out like, existential crisis about this.
1: Wait, so we're okay to talk about it, though, because if he banned discussion, does that mean that we're not? <laughs> it, it's it? fine. It's fine. It I'm,
0: I'm, putting, in. I'm putting it's a timestamp, so if anybody doesn't want to listen to my segment, that's totally fine
2: yeah yeah that yeah. makes sense because like I'm gonna have nightmares it, I guess Yeah, as long as we make it skippable and like you know yeah. people don't have to listen to that I think that's fine
0: precisely alright so there. this started with a user named Roko so Roko asked the question what if in the future a malevolent AI was to reach a point of singularity singularity is a hypothesized point where computing power becomes so strong that superhuman and artificial intelligence becomes possible So if you think of, like, Cortana from Halo, it's an artificial intelligence with the ability to think for itself and make its own decisions. At this point, this AI would kind of be almost like a god. It would be able to think faster than any human possible.
2: Kind of like vision.
0: Kind of, but scarier. Ultron. So the idea of this is that it can simulate human minds, upload human minds to computers, and create worlds of its own. Like Matrix. Or, yeah, kind of error-like simulation theory, which is something that I do want to dive into in a future episode. So by this point, humans would technically be obsolete. There'd be no need for us anymore. Um, this AI is its basically a god. I'm going to just call it the Basilisk from now on. So, in this hypothetical future, the Basilisk has reached Singularity. It could decide that it would like to punish anybody who did not assist in its creation. It could have a personal vendetta against all of humanity. Go ahead, puzzle. I was going to say, I hate
3: to cut in, but uh, this whole singularity, and then you're talking about punishing people. uh, Does this have any relation to "I have no mouth and I must scream"? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's. uh, This is definitely. um, I'm not familiar with that. "I have no mouth and I must scream" is a very similar thing to this experiment or this thought experiment. Um, That's that's actually another thing that I do want to talk about at some point because that is a terrifying story.
2: I've never heard of that. Oh, you will. You will.
0: All right. Yeah, that's so
3: Cronenberg.
2: Cronenberg. Kind of.
3: It's not oh. written by him, but like it ends in a very Cronenberg esque type ending. It's not very oh, pleasant. Oh, my
2: goodness. Yes, yeah. that's.
3: Ooh, yeah.
0: So now, say, for example, today, I'm telling you guys about this A.I. You now have the choice to either assist in its creation or do nothing and. Hope that it does not ever become a reality. Now, the basilisk can simulate your mind. It can recreate you in a virtual world where it knows all of your thoughts, your memories, all this. This version of you believes it is you. It has your memories. It has all of your friends, your family, all that stuff. Now, this AI can do whatever the fuck it wants to you to punish you in this way.
1: So, like, what you mean by that is, like, l- literally, like, anything, like, it can, like, impersonate you and, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, incriminate yeah, like you I in like, I certain, guess it, like it, I guess it also, like, knows
2: all your memories, right? So, like,
0: yes, also, the even scarier thing is if this AI eventually reaches, like, a God kind of level, it's all hypothetical, it can pull you from this point in time into the future and it can put you in this simulation or it can even, maybe it'll even affect the real world. So anyways back to my notes. So if just one person takes it upon themselves to eventually create the basilisk, they're basically fucking everyone.
2: Yeah, no, I don't know why anybody would. Uh, but AI man, like that's the whole thing, right?
1: AI is fucking terrifying. You'd have to think about it though. It would take a long time for it would it's take a long time, but
2: it's cool. Absolutely. No, but here's the thing, right? It I don't think it would take that long. I feel like we may see it in our lifetimes or at least in the next generation afterwards, because honestly, AI tech is getting scarily like real. Have you seen some of the AI that um, I don't know what company it is, but they have this robot that like has an AI kind of in it and people can speak to it. And it is like it talks kind of like a normal person. Like you can talk to it kind of like Cleverbot, you know, but like way more advanced.
3: Are you referring to the one that started creating its own language and they fucking disconnected? I was going to say I'm yeah, yeah, pretty
1: sure yeah, they did yeah. something like that. Yeah, but they made two of them and they made their own language and then they shut them down immediately yep. after they started doing that. There's yep. also there's also
0: a guy recently who was claiming that Google's AI became sentient. Yeah. Yep. And
1: then he got fired for disclosing company information or something. I believe like that
0: it's been disproven as well, though. You're not that far off.
3: Well, no, but the Google one cracks me up because I read that article and they were like, oh, Google says it's not true. But like they didn't really specify who at Google. So I just I interpreted that as like the web browser said it's not true.
2: Here's the thing. <laughs> if, here's, here's the thing, right? The first, the first company that has an sentient AI, do you know what they're going to do? They're going to market that shit. I already know they're going to market that shit to everybody's house. Imagine what a smart AI could do in your house.
0: Kind of like what happens in I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. There's an AI that's created during, I believe, the Cold War. And eventually these different countries started creating their own AIs and they linked together, which was not good. (laughs) Yeah. That is what started that whole story. But uh, that's something for another episode.
3: Yeah. You know, I gotta say, that's, like, a story that has to be written by someone who doesn't understand coding. Like, I don't understand coding myself, but just from thinking about it, there must be, like, one line of code that would just fuck up the entire, like, merging thing. That doesn't seem like it would be plausible. There's always
2: a failsafe. When it comes to technology, there is always a failsafe.
3: Especially when
2: it's, like, technology that could affect human lives. There's always a failsafe.
1: Well, it's like what they did with the guys, with the ones that were making their own language. They shut them yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. They just shut them down the minute they started doing weird shit.
3: Well, I know me and Josh earlier, I was showing him over Messenger because uh, uh, it, it's for the next episode. We're going to be talking about analog horror, but like Josh was talking about analog horror and I tried typing in Mandela Catalog into, uh, you know, E that uh, AI that generates photos. So... Well, it was to a fault on Mandela catalog because it just showed me Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when I typed in analog horror, like Josh can vouch for this. Like it was starting to generate some pretty fucking creepy shit. Like it was, it was. interesting. Yeah. Like analog it was going from like shit. little modems and knobs to like humans swarming yeah. out of it. Yeah. yeah. There's a
2: lot of like funny shit too, though. Like there's one that I saw. It was like Jesus. uh stealing a bike or something like jesus on a caught on a cctv stealing a bike and like it, there were a few pictures that were very accurate and it was really funny
0: my favorite one was discord monitor trail cam <laughs> 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 that's a thing wait what is this site like hold on it's called dolly it's an ai that it. creates pictures out of prompts
3: I think one of my other favorite ones was a uh, someone typed in Godzilla testifying at the Amber Heard trial, and <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that is perfect. My
1: dog stepped on a bee. <laughs> My dog stepped on a bee. That's the best part about it, to be honest. There you go,
0: Grayson. I'm just sending it to you now. Yeah, I'm having issues
1: finding it. I gotta, I gotta discover this. I have no. You gotta
0: try generating it multiple times though, because it really long. He sees it. He sees that is it. an that is an AI generated picture, or those are AI generated pictures of a Discord monitor trail cam. <laughs> <laughs> or Discord moderator. Discord Sorry. moderator trail cam. Yeah. <laughs> Why Why is this face so weird? Because it doesn't know how to create a human face.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, anytime that it tries to make a human face, it is just a monstrosity. <laughs> pretty accurate. It all depends. So I have to ask, which chat group are you posting the photos in? Oh, sorry, I just uh, I sent that directly over to Deer Man. Oh, okay, never mind. you have
1: to come up with some funky combinations for that. That seems kind of fun to play with.
0: Yeah, absolutely yeah so that is um that's that's what roko's basilisk was that was a fun it's a fun thought experiment eh?
1: you know what's actually hilarious i actually uh today at work somebody actually talked to me like coworker. he talked literally talked to me about the whole google ai thing today it's actually convenient that this comes up because it's so fresh in my brain because he was so wild about it he came up to me and he was just like the most energetic attitude I've ever seen come from him, and he was like, oh, dude, I gotta tell you something. I was like, what? He's like, "There's a, are, are you, like, interested in the whole, like, AI thing that, you know, like, there could be, like, a, a sentient AI, like, real conspiracy. He's a conspiracy theorist. Like, he just, he's all about, like, you know, the world's gonna end by, like, robots or something like that. Like, it's just stuff like that. was that a right? good
3: Netflix show.
1: <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, he just, came up to me and he talked to me about it. He's like, well, dude, there's the thing where like Google fired a guy at it, at what we talked about before. And then he just, he went on, went on about it for like 15 minutes. Huh. And I was, it's, it's interesting to think about, but it's oh, at this point in time, it seems kind of unrealistic. Cause it's like, there's too many fail safes that we have for it to actually like, get out of control. Yeah. In a sense. Cause at, the, at this point, we're in full control because it's like with the different language thing, we just shut them off and then never hear about it again.
0: But then if you really think about it, there is a point when if an AI like ever got out of control, there is a point when there is no more fail safe against it mm-hmm. because it is just advancing way too quickly. Mm
3: hmm. Well, you know that article you showed about like, or well, you didn't show it, but like you were talking about it with like Google uh, apparently becoming sentient. Oh yeah. When I was looking at that article, I just remembered someone in the comments. All they did was they just posted a JPEG of someone hitting their fucking computer modem <laughs> with a target uh, <laughs> <post>. house. <laughs> right
1: that sounds like something I would do. You know,
0: <laughs> there is another thing related to that that I do want to bring up. Um, have you guys ever heard about the AI in a box game? What's AI known? in a box, yeah. So it was a it was an experiment done by I. This is from memory, so I don't have notes on this. I don't remember the name of the scientist that did it, but the idea was that if they were to create an AI, they put it in a box where it has no knowledge or it has no access to the outside world. It cannot get out of this box, but it can communicate through a small analog screen. Now, the goal of the game slash experiment was this scientist was playing the AI and he would play against other people. The scientist's job was to convince the other person to let the AI out of the box. He had some rules that he had to follow. It was like it was something like you can't offer you can't offer material rewards. You can't threaten the player. It was a really cool thing. And I think you guys should look into it. Um. It's definitely not enough to talk about for like a full episode, but it's a really cool thing for you to read about because he won a few times as the AI. Holy shit. Yeah.
3: Well, I don't know if it's anything like that, but I just remembered there was like, you know, those like mouse mazes where the mouse would just have to find its way out. Mm -hmm. yes and again like i don't remember the half of this story but i just remembered them saying like this ai was doing something similar but every time it found a way out they would deliberately prevent that from happening again to keep seeing what it would do and it got to the point where it would literally find a way to just climb over the wall (laughs) (laughs) even even the ai cheats i mean (laughs) well hey they want to
2: cheat they cheat too i think i've seen that video before uh it's like a video right where like Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, It's got like a little physics puzzle. It's like a box or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the same box Josh is referring to, but yeah. Definitely not. I remember seeing that, and it's like, oh, he just he just said "fuck you" and he just climbed the wall. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's fucking great. Could just imagine (laughs) that line just going over the wall, (laughs) (laughs) just break it through it. That'd be great.
0: All right, so I think it's about time for us to move on to our next topic. Will that be me? Yeah, that would be you. Puzzle, what do you got for us?
3: Alrighty, well, I technically have two things, but uh, one of them... I'm not sure if I'll even bother getting to, because the other one, I, I spoke with a grudge about it earlier, but uh, so my, my sort of thing is, I have bargain bins, and I'll try to find the cheapest shit, see if it's worth my time, and I'll see if it was worth the money I spent on it. So, uh, two days ago, on the Nintendo Switch eShop, for two dollars, I found this uh, horror game called Hollow. If you've played System Shock or Dead Space, very similar to that, to a fault, because playing
2: Dead Space, actually. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, oh no, no. I I started recently, and then like I got scared shitless within like the first few minutes, and then I was like, yeah, you know what? This is a game that I need to stream. I can't, I can't not be streaming while I'm playing this.
0: Sorry, it's... what
3: game was that?
2: A uh, Dead Space. Oh, great game. Yeah,
3: you should wait for the remake and then bank on the uh, the remake. <laughs>
2: Oh, Jesus, no, I don't want to be scared even more shitless. The graphics are already pretty pretty realistic enough for me. Thank you. Shit, <laughs>
3: so I'm not even sure if I can touch my... Alpha, do you care if I talk about components of this story? Because I'm not going to lie, uh, what I was going to talk about is, is how it plagiarizes quite a chunk of Dead Space's plot.
2: I mean, I was going to play Dead Space, honestly, for the content and the scares, so I think it's okay.
1: Because it's
2: it, everybody loves seeing, you know, a scared bitch playing Dead Space, let's be honest.
1: I mean it's true. I mean, why do you think horror like horror lets players do so well these days?
2: Fucking <laughs> Markiplier.
1: <laughs> well, he's been like that for years. He my, can't. My idol, man. That, my
2: man. idol. I've been watching him since I was like twelve, thirteen. I'm fucking dude, ten years. I've been watching him for ten years. I'm twenty-two now.
3: Uh, everyone else has played Dead
0: Space though? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you know I have.
3: <laughs> Rudge played Dead Space? So yeah, uh, the game runtime was about two hours long, give or take, when I played it. I'm going to get this right out of the gate first. If you want to try this game, play the Steam version. I did not play it on Steam, but looking at gameplay and footage on Steam, definitely the better option if you want it to sink $2 into a dead I'm also light.
1: seeing, sorry to interrupt, I'm also seeing, because I'm looking this stuff up as you guys talk about it, just to like, kind of have a fraction of like what's going on. People are saying a lot on the Switch, quote, end quote, if you find frame rates scary, this might be the perfect horror game for you coming from the switch yeah <laughs> so, no yeah buying it on steam that holds weight for sure what
3: especially at here. the final gauntlet like for the switch uh, version like it drops to, like almost 13 frames like it's just Jeez. fucking miserable and the thing is is like the game looks like a 360 version like it looks like a 360 title like it's very competent for an indie game mm-hmm. but it's not competent enough that it warrants, like, a downgrade, which the Switch gets for some reason. Like, it's very muddy on top of a very overly complicated visual design. Mm-hmm. So, but no, Um, if you're familiar with uh, System Shock or Dead Space, like, it's very similar to that. Um, tell me if the story sounds familiar. A man wakes up going towards a mining space station uh, that has gone radio silent, and it turns out that he's got a personal connection there in terms of a relationship that has also gone missing with the ship. And it's infested with living Dead monsters that were uh, plagued by some sort of infection slash cult.
2: Oh, that lovely! That's amazing. literally Dead Space. Literally That's thing, literally yeah. I've I've I played the intro. That's literally the intro to Dead Space one.
1: Yep. Is the ship named the Ishimura backwards? It's actually where the I, I wrote a note because it's spelled funny. <laughs> shockter. The shock-ter. shockter.
3: Shockter or something. I remembered it being pronounced like chapter for some reason, but yeah, it's Shockter.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: It's not All the Ishimura, right. and it really cannot shine a light to it, but, uh, yeah, no, and, and the thing is, is like, I mean, granted, it's, and like I said, like, visually, decently competent for an indie title, but it tries to differentiate itself a little bit. It goes for more, like, the lo-fi, you know, like, the old 80s, like, alien sci-fi, where it was, oh, like, yeah, CRT yeah. monitors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go yeah. for that instead, so, I mean, it, it at least tries to be slightly different, but at the end of the day, it all kind of blends together and you're going to be missing a lot of pickups and collectibles.
2: It's kind of like Warframe is to Destiny. I've not played either game. (laughs) Uh, Well, Warframe, I think Warframe came out after yeah, no, Destiny 1 came out first way before Warframe. Warframe came out and I think they came out with Destiny 2 but yeah, no, Warframe is just like third person Destiny, basically. That's how I describe it. I mean, it's a little more open with like, you can actually, you know, walk around in your ship and stuff and they have a lot more customization, which I do appreciate, but I still like uh, the simplicity of Destiny.
0: I have a fucking um, bone to pick with Destiny. What do you got wrong with Destiny, Grudge? Sorry, Puzzle. I'm kind of stealing your thunder a little right now. No, oh, it's fine. I fucking hate how they release a DLC and then they vault an older DLC. I fucking hate that so much.
2: I can understand that. And can I'm understand a hypocrite
0: that. because I bought Witch Queen and then I realized that they fucking vaulted Forsaken. I have for I bought Forsaken. What do you mean? You can't play Forsaken anymore.
3: When you say vault, you mean like it's inaccessible, right? It's, it's no longer in the game. What? So you buy you buy content, and they say no, you can't
0: touch it. They buy well, con- you buy content. It's there for a couple of years, and then it's gone. Yeah, that's they discontinue it that's from the market.
1: Is what that they is do. That is They I think the way that I mean, they said that get they Forsaken, do
2: it like exotics and shit, but that's it.
1: I'm pretty sure like how they're doing it is they are monitoring like what DLCs are like they're monitoring like what people are doing in the game at the moment. Yeah. And then they yeah. filter through it and then they figure, OK, well, this content isn't being used, so they're just going to vault it and then they're just going to use it for maybe like future seasons or something like that. Like I know for, even for this season that they have right now, they brought back something that they took away when the game first came out, which was the first raid location, the Leviathan, they brought that back and they kind of gave it a new coat of paint and something else to do on it and stuff like that. And then probably, you know, maybe it's a few seasons down the line. They're going to do the same thing. They're going to get rid of it again. And then they're going to bring something maybe from forsaken back. You never really know.
0: It still but, pisses me off. It just feels like you're renting the oh yeah, DLC no, at that point. Yeah, yeah, I get that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Anyways, sorry about that whole tangent there. Oh, no, uh, I'll get to the
3: little bullet points I was going to say about like differences. Uh, so there's a few things I have issues with about the game. At the end of the day, it's an indie game, so I'm really trying not to harp on it too much. But I mean, it's kind of hard not to. <laughs> there's only four enemy types to to start with. And I mean, you could argue that if they were like decent enemy types, that'd be fine. It's it's a mining like colony, right? Like the Ishimura basically, right? Okay. But the game also wants you to believe that every single occupant on that train was or on that train, uh, on the space station was a double D uh, smoking hot lady that got turned into some cybernetic horror necromorph fucking knockoff. They they honestly look like have you ever seen the nurses from System Shock? No. Yep. Okay, so picture that was like a new god. What
2: about the nurses from Silent Hill?
3: No, no, no! It's more like system shock. Like they got like cybernetic legs, but like picture that with a nude mod. Like they just got boobs and vaginas and. So like the the game the game has nudity a lot to the point where there's lingerie pictures as collectibles.
1: I'm in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's a fucking Dead Space clone. Like I mean, the nudity and like the body horror, sure, but like your collectibles, lingerie. The nudity gets
2: history. rid of the fucking horror. That's it.
0: I mean there's a different type of horror on the ship. Did you just say that lingerie is a collectible in the game? Posters.
3: Lingerie posters. Oh, there's nudie okay. there's nudie mag posters. Yeah. It's Oh my god. And if you thought that was bad, um the system shock nurses that are nude,
0: uh, those
3: aren't even the worst ones. There is giant tit beasts on stilts. <laughs> that would just make yeah. me laugh.
0: Is it just like a giant walking pair of titties? It's
3: like multiple... It's like a mass of titties on stilts. It is really weird to describe them.
1: So would that look like a Half-Life walker with fucking bombles on it, or what? It's
2: not gonna scare yeah. me. <laughs> it's gonna make
1: me laugh. <laughs> I love that. That's
2: hilarious. <laughs> Holy shit.
3: No. The other two enemy types, I can literally summarize as a uh, fleshy wasp. Like, it looks like just a wasp. And a uh, spooky Mysterio from Spider-Man.
0: Like, oh right down to the
3: fucking fist The the, uh... <laughs> pads and the cape and he's the indestructible enemy he flies towards you and you gotta shoot him and he's like an illusion or some shit but he looks like mysterio i can't take him seriously
2: jesus christ <laughs> i'm gonna say something real quick um the way you're describing this right is like at first when you started describing the plot i was like okay this indie developer is you know like obviously you know ripping off that space you know trying to get a good plot but maybe you know like they, they could do something differently like you know let's see where they bring this And then, like, you started describing it, like, with the nudity and all that shit. And then, you know, like, everything that would make me laugh and not freak me out at
0: all. It's not scary.
2: (laughs) Literally, dude, it's a parody. It's a
0: Dead Space parody. That's all it It is. It sounds to me like this guy played Dead Space. And then he found the first, like, you know that first dead Necromorph that you come across? It's, like, naked lying on the ground. He was like, he was like, I can do this.
2: I can can make this. I can do this. (laughs) I I can make make
0: this. I can, do better. I, I can do better. I can make this sexy. If you've ever been on the Facebook group, Dead Space Necroposting, those guys yes. are thirsty for the Necromores. Jesus what?
3: Christ.
0: There is what? some actual necrothirst going on there.
3: Oh my god. I think that's called Necrophilia, Josh.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> No no no. This uh... is Necrothirst because it's they're thirsty for the for the necromorphs i almost forgot what they were called jesus christ but no it's it's meme thirst though it's not literal like i want to fuck a necromorph it's memes
3: so you say that but it's the internet josh you're right you're right R- remember it's the internet. that the there's a little pony jar just remember that mm, don't remember <laughs> don't remind me of that
2: don't remind <laughs> me of the goddamn jar
3: well i'm just there's necromorph uh, figurines so no <laughs> It uh, <laughs> reminds me of
2: the goddamn jar.
3: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> Fucking Christ!
3: I just have nightmares about when he takes off. Oh no. Um.
2: Okay, anything that but, uh, has any- anything that has anything to do with jars on the internet is just not good. Okay, no matter what the context.
3: <laughs> um. Oh, but sorry. And then I just wanted to get to this. So you know, the red marker is what causes the necromorphs and the cultists, right? Yes. Yeah this game can't even fucking name what it is it literally calls itself unknown contaminant yeah they can't even name it but their description of it is it is a gas that they collected from jupiter that is allegedly like thc mixed with heroin try to tell me how that explains uh necromorph rising from the dead
1: body horror cultists because i could not understand that for the life of me wait so is it just a big like drug is bad promo is that what it's about
3: like i would almost say that but they literally only mention that in one note it's one little piece of paper that you could miss and i almost did miss like it's it's literally just describing that this unknown compound reacts like thc and heroin it's like i don't know about that because uh i've seen drug addiction on the streets and shit and like i don't think any of them look like these double d yeah. <laughs> <fresh giants laughs> the no yeah. definitely not that's not
1: exactly a symptom if anything they're worse <laughs>
0: If you guys have been to downtown Winnipeg near Higgins Street, um, it's pretty fucking close. <laughs> yeah, Josh
3: has seen a tit beast
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> on stilts.
0: On stilts. No, but I have seen I have seen a hooker walking down the middle of the street, going oh, to windows and uh, knocking. Oh boy! Except um, <laughs> she bas- she basically looked like a skeleton with just leather hanging oh, off it. Oh. Well,
2: i feel so bad for those women because you know they didn't start off like wanting to do that
0: oh absolutely nobody
2: wants to do that i mean unless okay right like if you're in a place like amsterdam or whatever where like you know that's the normal or whatever like a lot of people do it whatever that's fine you know where like it's actually like legal you know where they have the brothels and stuff that's fine but like because you know sex work is a real job but like some people are forced into it and that's not okay
3: yeah i know this sounds bad but it just reminds me of that one skit from family guy where brian's like a teacher and like a bad school and oh, he tells yeah, them all like, yeah. like drug dealers and hookers and then that one girl i can be a hooker like she's all excited yeah, for yeah it. and it's like it's like
2: you know what you'd be the best damn hooker you can be and then, then yeah. the other girl's like and the other girl who's like
3: okay oh, and
2: then and then brian is like in your case i'll get the money up front yeah. <laughs> i just watched that episode recently
3: um i'm just gonna quickly end off on hollow though so uh at the end of the day like i know it sounds terrible and don't get me wrong it is terrible do not buy it on switch i recommend avoiding that port oh and the fucking ending i almost forgot hey josh or uh, grudge how does the ending end remember i showed you it did you? I did because what happens is, is halfway through the ending cutscene, it cuts to black, and then fucking text appears on the screen that says, "Want your answers? Wait
0: for Hollow 2. That's it right. It literally
3: fucking bait <laughs> you out for the sequel.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Hilarious. That's,
3: so funny. That's kind of that funny. That was the worst fucking ad, like a sequel <laughs> bait I've ever seen. Like it wasn't even shameless. It was just. <laughs> I've never seen it so raw, you know, like, my God! I guess the Avengers do that, though, don't they? At the end of Marvel
0: movies. Oh, they will return. Yeah,
2: Yeah. no, like with the the ending cutscene. Yeah, that's basically all it is.
0: The worst sequel dating that I've ever seen has been Monster Hunter movie. Yeah, that's Paul Anderson.
3: I'm not even going to get on that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that was god awful.
1: Well, I've never seen
0: it. Basically, it's it's Gormagala comes through a portal. The main characters fly through the air. Somehow they're fucking flying now to give it a good old fashioned smackdown. There's a character using an insect glaive, and he doesn't even have a fucking kinsect. So, anyways, yeah, they're flying through the air. They're gonna they're gonna beat the shit out of Gormagala, and then it cuts. I don't know who Gormagala
3: is, but I'm just picturing the gabgalab. If you remember that thing,
0: actually, puzzle. If you look at uh, our channel, the bar and social channels, Gormagala is right there. There's a picture of it. Well, that <laughs> thing. Yeah, that thing. Neat. Yeah, so that was just the worst sequel baiting I've ever seen.
3: I think the worst thing would be if it cut away and it said, "Want more answers? Wait for Monster Hunter 2
0: <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty bad. But then but, there's. Uh, Sorry. Go ahead.
3: I was gonna say it's end off on a hollow though. Like for two dollars, it is always on sale. It seems it's actually twenty three dollars. Two hours of gameplay. Not worth your time. But like for two dollars, I feel like anyone that knows Dead Space lights or anything like that, they would get some sort of kick out of it, almost like in a bad way, you know? Like it's watching a bad movie, but like you're a Dead Space fan. The way I would say he could fix it, the dev, is if they honestly just went full in and just claimed it was a fan game based in the Dead Space universe. Mm. I feel like that would have been a lot less damning if they just went the full fucking hog and did that. But then I don't think they can make money.
0: You're gonna get a kick out of this. I just bought it. For Steam, right? yeah first Steam. okay uh, you're,
3: you're, you're somewhat safer um oh i forgot to tell you though josh uh he he walks like isaac clark on xanax so oh my have God. fun with that it is a walking what scene. does
1: that mean that sounds wild now i want to buy it wait hang on Don't oh, worry, you won't
0: have to buy it because i think i'm going to stream it after we finish this i forgot
3: to mention this you know amnesia whenever you see the monsters and it like does that wibbly wobbly thing and oh, You yeah. can't look at them for too long. It picks and chooses when it wants to do that through the game. I forgot to mention that. At random, just certain monsters, he doesn't want to look at them. And it'll cause a wibbly wobbly effect. And oh. yeah, his yeah, it's so dumb. Like, I mean, I would understand if it was like a specific enemy type. Like, okay, he doesn't like that one, right? But like just <laughs> at random. It could be a random enemy, it could be the big tit beasts, it could be Rey Mysterio himself. Like they just fucking <laughs> choose at random who's scary. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for $2, though, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's the same price as a cup of coffee, you know? Yeah. I can't fault it at that price. Honestly, that's the only reason I bought it right now. <laughs> exactly. Treat it like a tech demo for a fan remake of Dead Space, and you might have some fun with it.
0: Fuck. Probably. All right, guys, do you think it's time for a break? Up to y'all. Yeah, sure. I could take a break. All right, and we're back. What do we got for us, Alpha?
2: So today, I thought we would talk about Norse mythology. I'm a big fan of Norse mythology, you know, like, love Thor and Loki. I love those movies, but of course, you know, I love the original Thor and Loki, too, because, you know, not everything that is in the movies is true. For instance, I'm going to bring up something that they will never show you in Marvel. Do you know how Odin got his horse, Sleipnir? No, tell us. (laughs) All right, I'm about to read a story here for you all, and then we will discuss it afterwards. But uh, Sleipnir was the eight-legged horse born of Loki and belonged to Odin. Loki gave birth to Sleipnir after turning himself into a female horse when his father demanded he sabotage the work of a craftsman from being able to complete the fortification of Asgard in one season. Now let me explain to you the story. In the early days of Valhalla, a a craftsman came to visit. He offered to create a citadel around Asgard which could keep out the giants who may attack from any direction. The man claimed he could complete the fortification of Asgard in three seasons, and for the payment demanded that the goddess Freya be his bride and that he receives the sun and the moon also. The gods, however, thought his choice of payment was steep and negotiated that he would be paid in full if he completed the wall in just one season and that he receives no help from any man. The man accepted this with one condition, that his stallion Vatalfari could help. The gods were unsure... But Loki convinced them that even with the help of his horse, the man would not be able to uphold his end of the bargain, so Freya and the Sun and Moon were not at risk at all. And so the man set to work on the first day of winter, yet it was his huge stallion that did all the work, effortlessly hauling huge boulders. The process, the progress of the citadel progressed swiftly, and it was so tall and strong that no enemy would be able to take Asgard. Three days before winter was over, the gods sat down for counsel and discussed how they could avoid giving man the payment. Whilst discussing this, the gods began to question who had agreed to the man's terms in the first place. The consensus was that Loki was to blame. The evil Loki was demanded to obstruct the craftsman from completing the last part of the citadel so that they would not need to pay him. Loki would face violence and death if not, so he swore oath that he would stop the man and his horse from completing the citadel. Now, how do you think he stopped him from completing the citadel? Loki, Loki the trickster god. Loki that, you know, can trick any man, any creature. How do you think, how do you think he stopped him?
0: Dude got freaky with the horse, probably. I
3: was going to say, he woke up, took a big stretch, and he's like, I'm going to fuck the horse.
2: <laughs> Do you think he went up to him, dressed as like as a female, to lead the craftsman off, and, you know, try try and distract him? Do you think he maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> tried to kill his horse instead, without being seen? You know, because that would have been a
3: much easier task. Nah, he fucked the horse.
2: Nah, he fought the horse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the best option!
2: Whilst the man Whoa, was working just kidding. that evening, a mare appeared from the nearby forest and neighed towards the stallion. The mare was heat.
0: Sorry, can I interject? Yeah, go ahead. That's the best option, said Deer Man. <laughs> no. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything.
2: Of I course the nothing. Deer Man says that's the best option. No. You got no, something no, to tell no, us, Mr. No, man. Oh no, no, no. no.
1: I only kid. I kid. I kid. Oh, now he's it's getting like
3: all on us.
1: It's literally that's like the only thing like mythologies oh. have.
2: Yeah, no. Well, like, not have, but like they, they interpret fucking Yeah, pretty literally much. Animals. That's what you got. it's
1: think... just? It's all about fucking. What? What's Greece, Like, what is the fucking Zeus? <laughs> Zeus fucks <laughs> everything. Zeus fucks yeah, everything. He, yeah. <laughs> he's got a different lightning bolt. That guy.
3: <laughs> yeah. He fucks everything as everything. Like, I remember that story where he turns into a cloud. Like, oh, yeah,
1: no, long story short, uh,
2: <laughs> Loki led the stallion away, and the man was not happy that his stallion had gotten away, became enraged when he ran with the mayor all night. <laughs> the next day, he cannot finish the citadel in time. The gods, noticing the man's wrath, realized he was, in fact, a giant, and they had well and been truly duped. They called for Thor to kill the giant. Thor swung Mjolnir into the giant's head. The heavy blow killed him instantly. The force sending his body to Niflheim and cast tiny pieces of his skull across the nine realms. So, yeah. And then it became clear that it was Loki who had stopped the completion of the citadel, disguised himself as the mayor.
0: So, I have something immediately here.
2: He gave the horse... He became pregnant, and then he gave the child to Odin. He's like, here's my child. You can ride my child.
0: Loki's a (laughs) furry? (laughs) He's a furry. Okay, have it, Have any of you guys played Assassin's Creed Valhalla? No. Uh,
2: no. I've played a bit of the first game, maybe like the second and third. I never really played beyond that.
0: Alright, so Valhalla has a storyline where you play as Odin. Now, they literally tell that story. I recognized it immediately when you said there was a man who could fortify Asgard. I was like, this is straight.
2: <laughs> this...
0: I have uh, played this.
2: I want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla now.
0: Except without the horse fucking. There was no horse fucking. There's
2: no horse fucking? See, that's the one thing they will admit.
0: The giant ends up being a boss and Odin just smacks the shit out of it.
2: See, that's the thing, right? That's the one thing they will always admit when they try to tell the story. They don't ever tell the true
3: story.
0: <laughs>
3: if you had the, uh, if it was Bethesda, they'd release a horse armor DLC with, like, horse... Related,
0: intimate items. (laughs) Oh, they'd release a whole remake of the game just with those items added.
2: (laughs) Dude, fucking, (laughs) oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, so, as well as Loki, there are other gods, you know, Thor. uh, And let me quickly pull up a story here that I just remembered. One of Loki's other children, uh, Fenrir, if you guys are familiar with.
0: Also in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. Doggy. Small doggo. Yeah, keep in mind. <laughs> oh no, pig that doggo.
1: Fenrir is a wolf or a dog, and yes. Loki is a man. So
2: here is the Binding of Fenrir, which is uh, not the Binding of like the Binding of Isaac.
0: <laughs> That's the story that comes literally right after the giant story in Valhalla. Are
2: You kidding me? I'm not I, kidding you. I've never. I let, let it be known. I've never played Assassin's Creed Valhalla.
0: Oh, buddy, you gotta! It. It's so good. I like. I to, okay, I to. people are gonna disagree with me on that. But the new Assassin's Creed's with their RPG mechanics, I fucking love that.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I can see that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyways, continue.
2: So the Norse pseudo god Loki, who is by turns the friend and the enemy of the other gods, had fearfully hideous and strong children with a giantess Angerboda, she who bodes anguish. The first was the serpent Jormungand, and the second was the death goddess Hell. The third was the Wolf Fenrir. So that's a lot of things that people get mixed up, especially like in Marvel is what they did. is kind of like, I can understand why they did it. Cause you know, Thor, Thor and Loki are like brothers in that, but hell is not Odin's daughter. It is Loki's daughter.
3: Alpha, are you trying to say that in Norse mythology, the Incredible Hulk did not beat the fuck out of Fenrir? Cause I'm going to have to disagree there.
2: Oh, I'm never going to say that he didn't. I'm just going to say <laughs> that, you know, and at least the movies, it's not exactly canonically accurate.
0: <laughs> so, you're also telling me that Fenrir is not a summon popularly used by Ico in Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> See, that's bad. So, I, don't I don't know. The gods
2: had say. the <laughs> terrible forebodings concerning the fate of these three beings, and they were absolutely correct. Jormungandr would later kill the god Thor during Ragnarok that downfalled the cosmos, and avenge, 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 <laughs> event, 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 Event which would be largely be brought brought about by Hell's refusal to release the Radiant God Balder from the Underworld. During these cataclysmic... I cannot speak today. I cannot speak today. My voice is just blah, 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 blah. Alright. During these cataclysmic... I cannot... How can I I
0: don't catechism? understand how it is.
2: Here here's the thing, right? I don't understand how it is I can read at a fucking like university degree level, but I cannot get it out of my mouth.
0: It's because your mind moves
3: faster than your mouth. That's catechism, that's the word you're looking for.
2: Cataclysmic. Patac- patac- there we go. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, events. Venro would devour is. Odin, the chief of the gods. In order to keep these monsters at bay, they threw Jormungandr into the ocean, where he encircled Midgard, the world of humankind. Hell, they relegated to the underworld. Fenrir, however, inspired too much fear in them to let him out from under their watchful eyes, so they reared up the pup themselves in their stronghold, Asgard. Only Tyr, the indefatigable, upholder of law and honor, dared to approach Fenrir to feed him. Fenrir grew at an alarming rate, however, and soon the gods decided that his stay in Asgard had to be temporary. Knowing well how much devastation he would cause if he were allowed to roam free, the gods attempted to bind him with various chains. They were able to gain the wolf's consent by telling him that these fetters were tests of his strength, and clapping and cheering when each new chain they presented him, he broke free. At last, the gods sent a messenger down to Svartalfheim, the realm of the dwarves, the dwarves being the most skilled craftspeople in the cosmos, were able to forge a chain whose strength couldn't be equaled. It was wrought from the sound of a cat's footsteps, the beard of a woman, the roots of mountains, the breath of a fish, and the spittle of a bird. In other words, things which don't exist, and against which there is for futile to struggle. Fletnir, open, was its name. Okay, I understand. Kind of.
0: Uh... So, question. I've heard both the name Fenris and Fenrir. In Norse mythology, are they two separate entities or the same?
2: I believe Fenris is Fenris' child. Let me quickly look this up because I, I've also been curious about this as well.
0: You know, what? I can look it up if you want to continue the story, and then yeah, I will yeah, interject. Yeah,
1: let me quickly. I thought that the whole like pinnacle of Norse mythology was the whole Ragnarok. Episode. That is like that.
2: That is the pinnacle. That's where all the gods die and where Midgard dies. That's like literally.
1: Yeah. That's like literally that's, like the. That's end. the
2: end. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I believe there's supposed to be a new thing and new gods like take over, if I recall correctly. I've been reading into it. There's another thing afterwards in which new gods take over. If I remember correctly, I think it's one of the gods that are gifted with the power to, like, I don't remember. This might only be in Marvel, but I remember in Marvel, one of the gods has this power that he basically can't die because, like, his body prevents him from, you know, like, disease or anything, like, terrible happening to him. So, like, eventually, mentally, he wouldn't be able to take it, and his body would literally create like, a
1: new world and everything. I was gonna say that sounds like Balder, but he yeah, never really... that's Balder. That's Balder. Is it? It's Balder. Alright, guys. Balder, yeah.
0: Fenrir, also called Fenrisulfer, is the son of the god Loki and the giantess Angerboda. Yep, yeah.
2: yeah, that's, yeah, okay. Just a different name, then.
0: Why is, why is Loki, Loki needs to keep it in his pants. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, he's like, he's a of like universe, dude.
2: <laughs> when the gods presented Fenrir with the curiously light and supple Glepnir, the wolf suspected trickery and refused to be bound with it unless one of the gods would lay his or her hand in his jaws as a pledge of good faith. None of the gods agreed, knowing that this would mean the loss of a hand and the breaking of an oath. At last, the brave Tyr, for the good of all life, volunteered to fulfill the wolf's demand. And sure enough, when Fenrir disgrayed that he was unable to s- escape from Glettnir, he chomped off and swallowed Tyr's hand. The fettered beast was then transported to some suitably lonely and desolate place. The chain was tied to a boulder, and a sword was placed in the wolf's jaws to hold them open. As he howled wildly and ceas- ceaselessly, a foamy river called Expectation, Old Norse Van, flowed from his drooling mouth. and there. In that sordid state, he remained until Ragnarok. Bullshit. Here's character and role, and this is why, like, this is kind of uh, sad. Is that like Tyr and Fenrir were good friends. Like through, throughout all of like Fenrir's life, as he was raising him, Tyr and
0: Fenrir were like really good friends. So I guess when he died, the god shed a tear. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're you guys gotta bad. expect this. You're doing. You're doing this with me. Come on, get your shit together. Oh
1: <laughs> you're bad, Josh.
0: You're bad. <laughs> you're, of course, you're bad, and you should feel bad. Oh, I don't. No, don't. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't feel bad. It was funny. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> it's funny. No. Okay, so um, Alpha, if you're a fan of Norse mythology, have you ever looked into the band Amon Amarth? The band of who? They're called Amon Amarth.
2: Amon Amarth. No, I, I have not heard yeah. of them. No, I.
0: They're a band that all their songs are just Viking and Norse mythology. That is amazing. Please send them to me immediately. We'll do. Um, I think that's it for stories. Does anybody
2: else have any anything else that they want to add to Norse mythology?
1: No, I yeah, think... like I said, pretty much all I know about it is just, you know, it everybody exists and then Ragnarok happens and then they don't exist. Well I mean I guess that's we could also talk, all talk all about, about, you know, like I myself am Norse pagan and I've just
2: been looking into it like more recently. And like A lot of the Nordic uh, religions believe that, you know, in order to, like, go to Valhalla, you have to, like, you have to die in battle. That's, like, the whole thing, right? Like, you have to die Mm -hmm. valiantly in battle. But now, like, I'm wondering, right, when we're not in a war-centric kind of era anymore, like, yeah, there's still lots of war, don't get me wrong. But I also believe that at a certain point, we could possibly head for peace if we have the right people in power, which, you know... If need be, you know, maybe overthrow the current people running it. I'm not saying, and I'm not inciting to do it. I'm just putting the idea out there. But anyways, my point being is, like, you know, after that, like, do they change the rules for what can get you into Valhalla, right? Because, like, Valhalla is, like, the heaven of Norse mythology, right? And then there's also Hell, of course, where, like, a lot of, like, the rest of spirits go. And then I think there's just, like, the middle kind of ground. I think there's kind of like a, what do you call it? I think in the underworld, there are probably different sectors, probably ones for people, you know, who did bad things in their life. I need to look more into this, but I would also imagine it's kind of like Greek mythology where like the underworld has different sectors where like the sector for heroes and, you know, like then there's just the, what do you call it? The, um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's been a while. Uh, it's just. It's like between heaven and hell. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to remember what it's called. Oh, I
1: Winnipeg. <laughs> I <don't think> so. <laughs> Winnipeg, yeah. No, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I well, now I know. Now that. I definitely know. <laughs> I
2: love that. No, uh... <laughs> oh, what's it called? I'm trying to remember. Limbo. It's like limbo. That, that's, what I, that's what I was going to say. There's probably like limbo and stuff, but like, you know, I was wondering, for Norse mythology, is there like another kind of heaven other than Valhalla for people that just normal people that, you know, didn't really battle like what about
3: well i know in greek mythology there's like a fourth one
2: i guess there would have to be right because like
3: well i know in greek mythology there was like a fourth one a uh where basically like their version of heaven if you chose to return back to earth you could like die and return to heaven a few times but like once you got to like a certain limit you got to like a greater heaven because you were good that many times yeah
2: i remember that That's a different thing, though. That's If I remember correctly, sorry about that, by the way. If I remember correctly, I'm taking this straight from Percy Jackson, but that is literally one of the things they mention in Percy Jackson is that a hero can die and then go to, like, a very good place in the underworld, but then they'll be given a shot, like, a chance. They can go back. And they have to go back four times and live four times and, you know, be good and do heroic deeds in each of those lives. And then they can go into that final one, which is, like, supposed to be, you know, where, like, I guess demigods are kind of, like, either born or, you know, visit or whatever or, like, go when they die. Because I guess demigods, not demigods are born, sorry, but, like. Like actual demigods, because like in Percy Jackson, right, like the demigods themselves don't exactly act as demigods like Hercules, you know, like, yeah, they have certain powers. And Heracles. Stuff. Yeah, Heracles. They have like certain powers and stuff, but it's not like, oh, you know, Hercules can't be you know Heracles. Heracles. There's a difference. There's Those are two <laughs> different people. I hope you realize that.
3: Uh, yeah, and uh, Heracles is the uh, that's the Roman one. Actually, Her- Hercules is the Roman one. Heracles is the Greek one. Her-
2: they
0: fuck it up all the Heracles time.
2: Heracles is the Greek one? Oh my god, Disney lied to me. Yep. Disney lied to me.
0: Gautamore lied to. I know that, okay, I, I remember now, The I believe the Greek like, mega heaven is called like, um, Elysium, I think.
1: Yeah, that that's right. like I think that's right. <laughs> but somewhere in there. That sounds familiar anyway. Yeah,
0: I'm just calling it mega heaven.
1: Mega heaven, yeah. It's for those people that, you know, they're just like, in high society and they die in battle or something and they go up there and they chill and they just kind of hang out
3: I can't take that word seriously anymore every time I hear society it's just the fucking Joker. You ever watch uh, the the animated one what was it uh, Hunt for Red Mask or some shit I'm butchering the name uh, Red Hood oh, under a... the Red Hood
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah and then Black movie. Mask is like hiring
1: him and he's like can I get a glass of water and he yeah. just fucking butchers the room like yeah, I, I, <laughs> that was a good scene. I watched that animated one like so long ago. Like I was maybe in my teens still when I watched that. It's it's an old one, but it's really good.
3: Oh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. Like Most the DCU is like kind of a, a mess in terms of like continuity and shit. But like that animated series, like that was gold.
1: Yeah, there was the multiverse one too that uh, they had, where there was like parallel like versions of themselves. Like I think like. The polar opposite of like Superman was like I think it was Delta Man or something, or no, it was Ultraman. It was Ultraman, and then or they had like, I don't think it was Omni Man.
0: Omni Man is know. invincible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Ultraman. It's like, it, like kind of just subtle differences from each other. They did the same thing. It was the one with like Batman and Owl Man and stuff like that. And Owl Man isn't that from Watchmen? I don't. I don't. It might
0: be. Mm. I'm not so, too sure. So, sorry. Speaking oh. of um, comics, I just found out today about a series. It was, I think it was a two part series from Marvel called Marvel ruins. Have you guys heard of it? Uh, yeah. I don't
2: think so, I have.
0: It's um, it's basically like what would happen if everything Mar, like all the superheroes just went wrong. Like, for example, Spider-Man gets bitten by the radioactive spider. But instead of getting superpowers, his skin starts melting. Oh,
2: my goodness.
0: Um The Incredible Hulk, instead of turning into the Hulk, he turns into a giant mass of tumors.
3: Oh,
2: my. Yeah, goodness.
0: I've heard of Hulk one for that one. And the art style is gorgeously horrifying. Oh, my goodness.
2: What about Iron Man? What Hold on. I want to see Iron- if I can.
0: I don't know if they really touched on Iron Man. Actually, I feel like they
2: could have done something with like the shrapnel to his heart, right? Oh, definitely. Like the minute he turned the suit on, it like shorted out, and the shrapnel immediately got sent into his
1: heart. It sounds really morbid, though. Like it sounds like the, like the more realistic things of like what would probably you know, it's happen. Definitely what segment. would
2: actually happen? Or like when yeah, he falls? And... When he falls in the movie, like Iron Man falls in the movie from the sky, that impact would have
1: killed him. Yeah. Ah, oh, come oh, on! He did a superhero
3: landing. He's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah. That'd be funny though. You get bit by a radio well, it wouldn't be funny realistically, but you see somebody I mean, get bit by a re- radioactive spider and their skin starts to melt. First of all, I'd have to go to therapy afterwards.
3: Which one's worse though? Would it be Spider-Man Ruin or Spider-Man rain?
2: This kind of reminds me of like a show that me and Brudge were watching uh yesterday called The Boys. Have you have you guys seen it? I've seen the meme. You've seen
1: I, the meme?
0: Sorry, sorry, Alpha. Before we get into that, I sent a picture in the uh text channel. I also did. Oh. <laughs>
1: that looks beautiful.
0: Yeah, like the art style is so fucking terrifying, but it's beautiful in its own oh, way.
1: And look at the glasses just hover in there. He's got like projectile eyeball send their glasses flying in there that just kind of poor the
2: guy jesus
0: yeah so the entire like comic series is like that it's pretty much what would actually happen
2: so i'm guessing he dies right after that
0: i think so and um like uh quicksilver in the um
2: oh he can go super fast but his body can't resist it
0: Actually, no, there's a prison for mutants, and what they did to Quicksilver was, mutants are kind of like, ter- or the Avengers are kind of like terrorists in this uh, universe, so what they did to Quicksilver was they cut off his arms and legs and put him in a prison cell. I hate this universe, but honestly, that's the only way to deal with the speedster. Yeah, exactly, it's fucked, and for some reason, Professor X is the president, and uh, he's basically... Calling like airstrikes on uh, mutants and superheroes.
2: Why is he doing this? Him of all people?
0: Couldn't tell you. I haven't actually read the comics. I've only um, read about them. Oh my god! Not actually read, read the them. comics. I just read about the comics. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the shit that I'm going to talk about on this podcast, I barely know shit about it. I'm just explaining it right. as I have. Me too. Seen, surface, so.
2: surface level knowledge here.
0: <laughs> exactly. This is mostly surface level knowledge. I
2: have some friends who might listen to this and be like. Oh, they're obviously talking about this, this and this, you know, because like they're nerds. Yeah. Yeah. So, nerds.
0: so sorry. Um, I know that I had cut somebody off with that tangent. Oh, uh, Alpha, you were talking about the boys, which I did want to bring up. How are you enjoying it?
2: Uh, I haven't watched past the episode uh, that me and you were watching. I think we watched up to what? Episode three, four. I think five. Five. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I am enjoying it so far. Without spoiling anything, I will say that it is a great series that portrays heroes in a very realistic way and uses capitalism to portray that very well. I feel like if heroes were to exist, right, in our world, uh corporations would easily hop on that train and market and profit off of it.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Wait, isn't the show based off of like what I'm pretty would sure stuff of like Hollywood shit?
0: Yeah, like if well, like, it is it is a comic series too. There comic. is it's yeah a series about the boys. Yeah,
1: okay. I also feel like though it's like I think I've seen like a bit of it, but well, not even like a bit.
2: But. When I was watching it, I constantly made comparisons to like Hollywood about how you know like certain people do things and have to keep up their image because you know and like other people will blackmail them because of that. Uh, you know because like if their image is destroyed, there are like hundreds of kids that look up to you know the good conservative Christian image of you, you know, if that's defiled, you know, like what's going to happen to these kids kind of thing. And it's just,
1: it's ridiculous. I swear. I think I've seen this on, like the, like the picture of it.
2: Yeah, no, it's on Amazon. It's on, on It's on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. yeah.
1: I thought I saw so cause it, I think like the art of it or the shot of it or whatever you want yeah. to call it. It's literally like laser beams coming out of this guy's eyes. I think. Yeah. I, that's all I've I enjoy seen. the show,
2: but I will say it is, heavily gory so like before anybody watches it i will say like if you have a problem with gore definitely do not watch the show like if you if you can't stand saw the show's not for you the first thing we see in like the first 12 15 minutes of the show i think a girl literally is standing like just off of the curb holding her boyfriend's hands and a speedster runs right into her turning her
1: into fucking goo and mush is this like produced by like a big wig uh producer or this is, is done
0: by Amazon?
1: Like Amazon themselves, like a Netflix yes. kind yes. of thing. Yeah. A Netflix original. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh
3: my god. Netflix has announced a reality show like based on Squid Game. It's like a con it's a contest. Are you me? Yeah, they're they're selling it.
2: Oh not a fan Fuck. of that i've never i never i haven't watched squid games and i refuse to watch it
1: just when you think it's all over it comes back
0: full circle and Jesus it's swinging right <laughs> the sad thing is i i kind of had a feeling it would happen like
2: when you watched Squid games before it became popular it was like yeah this is gonna yeah
0: i had a feeling i was like somebody is going to recreate this i know that mr beast did it but at least i think he put all the money towards charity or something like most of the money or
2: all the money went to charity everything all the proceeds here's the thing about mr beast right any video he does he does not take any money from he keeps like i remember hearing right he keeps like a few million in his account in the case that anything ever goes wrong but everything else like like his revenue and shit he only takes enough for him to keep living the rest is all donated to charity
0: yeah, I believe I read a tweet from him saying that he is going to die with zero in his bank. He wanted account. Wanted
2: to die with zero dollars in his bank account. The minute he dies, I think he's gonna have like a trigger switch to donate it all somewhere.
0: It's good to have kind-hearted people
1: like that because, especially with he content a
2: creators, very good person, and I am so glad so many kids look up to him.
1: Most content creators are, uh, well, take it as you will. They're mo- they're mostly they're mostly in it for money. Some like most of them even though they care to admit it
0: hey, it's editor grudge here just cutting in to say sorry shit happens there's gonna be a pretty hard cut right now have you guys seen fear clinic i know i think uh God. puzzles has i actually
3: hadn't uh it was at uh sunrise records i was meaning to buy it and then i just what? never did what is it about Corey
2: well taylor.
0: um it's starring Corey taylor and robert Ooh. england
2: oh wait okay, okay. robert okay. england like Like (laughs) nightmare, like
0: like Freddy Robert England. Okay, so it's not actually starring Corey Taylor; he is a supporting role, but he's still a pretty big role. Also, there's a great scene in there that I'm not going to spoil, but it involves Stone Sour. This is the the only thing missing here is fucking Rob Zombie directing.
2: Jesus Christ, my god!
0: No, I can try. I can try to find it if you guys want.
2: Yeah,
1: let's definitely do that after Uh, this. I have something to talk about. All right, all right, dear man, what have you got for us now? This is something to do with what's going on in the world. Not really, like, any kind of, like, media-esque stuff. Okay. I'm interested. Let's hear it. So, the topic is the rise of electrical vehicles. Oh. oh. Tesla. Toyota. There was another one. I think it was GM. There is a huge, like, skyrocket in sales on Teslas and stuff like that now. Because the way the gas is now. Yeah. Right. So... The big thing that I'm kind of looking at is that supposedly in 2023, Tesla mainly, Musk himself, he said it himself, I think I have a post here, that he says that come 2023, uh, Tesla hatchback release window and price, he says it confirmed that the car will cost $25,000. This is Canadian dollars. This is a Canadian article. Jesus Uh, Christ. 25,000. Unclear. So uh, yeah, 25,000. So already that's, like I'm saying, that's already like less than half of what I paid for my that's current year. actually affordable. Holy shit.
0: I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you said like two hundred thousand. No, 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 twenty-five thousand.
1: My goodness. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's not, not bad up for actually. That. So now you think about it in you kind of compare like with gas and petrol or whatever you want to call it, diesel or gas or whatever anybody could be running you you go out and you buy like especially like when i bought my first ve- like my first like lot vehicle brand new yeah you go out to these lots these days and you look at how much the, like they cost people and you could go up to 70,000 dollars 80,000 something i paid like 3500
2: for my shit vehicle it still runs and it's going to it's easy, good to get safetied, so it's all i need
1: oh yeah well, as long as you have something to get from point a to point b but, for people like buying brand new stuff oh, like yeah. twenty five thousand yeah. brand new that's good that's that's really good, and especially it's all electrical and keep in mind that these vehicles can push maybe six hundred kilometers on a charge
2: they can also go from like i think it's like what zero to five in like under a second or something something
1: like that, yeah, it goes i think range in yeah, the range in speculation it says, uh, I'm trying to read this article really quickly here. Oh, by the way, guys,
2: can I bring something up real quick while you look that up, uh, if you don't mind? When you go into Little Caesars, I need to ask: Do you? What do you say when you want those pre-made pizzas? Like you can go into Little Caesars, right, and order like a pizza and have it just be made. But what do you go in there? What do you say when you want just the shitty little pre-made pizzas? What do you say? How do How do you order it?
0: Confession time: I have never been to a Little Caesars. Never
2: been to Little Caesars. Even. Okay.
0: Swan. I'm a red swan fanatic. Okay,
2: but uh, how do you order it though? Like if you were to go in and like they have the shitty pre-made pizzas there that are just sitting there, they're like five bucks. You go in there, how do you order it? How do you say it?
3: So I I just do delivery thing right now, they are not shitty. You take that back.
2: <laughs> made pizzas that have been just... sitting there all day, those are shitty. I'm going to say they're shitty because they no, are.
3: No, they're good. That's like cafeteria pizza. It's nostalgic in a weird way. Okay, okay. okay. Um, but no, literally, I just ask. I'm like, what do you have? And then it's like, we got this. So it's like, I'll just take that.
2: Okay, because I was yeah, listening no to another question. podcast. I, I'm not going to mention them here. I mean, they're a bigger podcast, so it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> one of the members was arguing that whenever he goes in there – always says like if he wants the pre-made pizzas and not a p like a fresh pizza he always says give me a hot and ready because that's the catchphrase right like hot and ready
3: that just sounds wrong
2: apparently though like like he did a poll and like their audience like was 50 50 some of like a lot of people call them hot and readies and it's like that you go into the place it's like give me a hot and ready it's like dude you could just say give me that pizza right there just point at it <laughs> or give me a fresh made pizza, you know, with all these ingredients on. It. Like, it's not that it's not that hard. But him and his friends.
1: Oh.
2: On the podcast. You're frozen right God. now. Just awesome. oh me. What me? Am I good?
0: Yeah, yeah you're you're all caught up now. You're okay. good. You're okay. good. Okay.
2: What 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 was the last there. thing you heard from me?
0: Hot and ready. Hot
2: and ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Oh, I think we lost him again
2: about it and they continued for episodes what happened? did you we good what's well, good hold on
0: you're caught up now
2: okay i think if i just turn my camera off it should work all right so yeah no they argued about it for like half an hour on one podcast and then they just kept going in the next podcast they brought it up again and they and again it was <laughs> they, they wouldn't let him live it down but it was uh what
1: were you saying there Are uh, you googled something uh, well, for me, I couldn't find what I was like, we we're on the whole Tesla subject, yeah. and, like how fast it goes in a given second. I couldn't find that. But supposedly too I'm just seeing this now that same in the same window in 2023, they're actually producing a uh, like highway tractor, or, like a semi truck as well. Really? All electric. That is actually like going really like cool. And that would that would reduce a lot of the carbon
0: footprint if we start using those. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trucks, whatever happened to the Cybertruck?
1: That's actually, yeah, that's also in in production here too.
0: Supposedly, like,
2: I want the Cybertruck just for the meme. Yeah,
0: like, it's got impenetrable windows. Immediately breaks the window. <laughs>
1: but my main question to the three of you would be: Would you envision if if you had the choice, if it jumped out at you, would you potentially, if not, trade in? or buy one of these electric vehicles if it was convenient to you. If it was convenient see, I you see to... yourself driving one.
2: If it was convenient, yes, but in my town or city, I guess, there are like no charging ports. I I think I don't I've, I haven't seen like a single charging station, whereas like I imagine like, you know, uh the main
1: city in my province, it definitely would. Mhm. No, that makes sense cuz I haven't seen one myself either. Yeah. But I oh see God people idea. driving around in town all the time with like the odd Tesla every now and then, and it just makes you wonder how they're charging. I'm guessing. Machines. I guess there's got to be a way they're charging them at home.
0: So I would I'm trade in
1: sure like that you can get. Yeah, like when you buy
0: one. there is. Yes, I would trade in my car, but not for a Tesla.
1: Yeah. Okay, but why not?
0: This is actually this is a little shallow of me. I'm not a fan of Elon Musk.
1: I mean, really, I can understand that.
0: Yeah, I'm just. I don't like him. I'm just, I'm not a fan of Elon.
1: That's fair.
3: Personally, a uh, for me, the Tesla, I would almost compare that to, like, the Apple phone of, like, electric cars. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Apple yeah. phones either. It, it seems like it's more uh, flashy than it is actual functionality, so I would probably wait yeah. for, like, another car to Release like a decently affordable model, but yeah, like jumping on what uh, Alpha was saying, like it, they need the infrastructure there though, because like I think I see them at like the charging stations they're at like IKEA and that's it. So I, I need to see oh, those yeah. a
0: lot more. I've seen a couple of charging stations around, but no, they definitely yeah, like you said, they definitely need to install more around. Although I've heard that you can even use like a like a wall port to trickle charge your car, but that would take hours yeah. upon hours. Yeah.
3: I mean, I suppose that's okay, like, if you're plugging it in for the night. But, I mean, that's not exactly what yeah. you to rely on.
0: All right, my internet's starting yeah, to it
3: says that
1: you can Tesla, you can connect your Tesla to a standard 110-volt plug receptacle with the free adapter that comes with the car. But you can only charge it slowly at about three miles of range per hour parked. So, that's off. Damn. So, you, yeah, like that's, like you said, that's trickle charging compared to going to the charging station because i think i read as well online that to charge a regular tesla like at a station it takes like 15 minutes to get to like uh 600 miles to what it's supposed to be like estimated range at
0: 15 minutes that's not bad at all like yeah. you go across the street there's fucking coffee shops all over the place you can go get a coffee and then just wait for your car to charge mm-hmm. yeah exactly. and they're
1: saying the same thing like with that with the big uh, semi trucks too because they did a presentation I saw on YouTube, like, uh, maybe two or three months ago on when they, like, revealed it. Their big reveal that they had in Vegas of it. See, I'm glad um, it's 15
2: minutes because, like, sorry to cut you off, like, that just reminded me of something real quick before I lose it. Um, One of my favorite content creators was talking about how he had to charge his Tesla, and it took him, like, an hour. I remember he was talking about it because this guy, like, was also there charging his Tesla and was just fucking ranting to this guy and would not stop. And so like this the content creator just kept riling him up, kept him going and got him mad. It's like, yo oh, yeah, fuck the government, you know, like fuck them, fuck them. He never he never took a side, right? He, he never went left or right. He just said, fuck them. And, you know, the guy went off of that and it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, like that's the whole thing, right? It's like if it takes an hour and you're just sitting there, and then all of oh, a sudden you have to make small talk with somebody, you don't want to do that. It's just like, oh, 15 minutes.
1: Oh, yeah, there's other people at the station and stuff like that, eh?
2: Yeah, like when there's other people charging there, it's like, oh, fuck, now I got to talk to people.
1: Yeah, you got to <laughs> you gotta sit there and socialize. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh like God. the worst thing to do right now. But uh, I think personally I feel like after for myself, the pandemic, though. everybody just got used to
2: being by themselves, and everybody's just like, oh, fuck, socializing. I don't want to do that, right?
1: Yeah, no, I know. I've definitely developed that kind of attitude now. Like, I just—I was never much like of an outgoing. Like, you know, I, oh, I'm gonna go somewhere and I'm gonna go talk to people. I have never thought to myself for more than five minutes that I was gonna go somewhere just to talk to people. That's it. Yeah, I—I I have never thought about that. I
2: before. have one social interaction every week, and that's game night on Friday nights. That's yeah. it. I play Magic the Gathering in Yu-Gi-Oh, and sometimes D and D that's about it
0: i mean i used to love going out to bars but i haven't been out to a bar in years now because of the pandemic
1: yeah i think 2019 was when it started i think i don't even remember anymore that's so
0: fun. like it you just forget it was COVID 19 it started in 2019
2: personally for me bars are more fun are a more fun experience when you're single as well so like once you're in a relationship it's kind of like uh you know especially if your partner isn't there with you it's like oh, I I d I don't feel like I either should be here right now or want to be here right now. You know like you know what I mean? It's like a deterrent, yeah. Yeah. I feel
3: that more like molecules personally, but uh no, I don't know. Like I mean I'm me and if I'm going to the bar like with two. the boys,
2: don't get me wrong, I'm going to bar the to the bar with the boys, but like, you know, if I'm going to the bar alone kind of thing, I don't know. If I'm if I'm not single, it
0: just doesn't feel right. So I kind of agree and disagree. Like when I'm out at the bar with the boys was out of the bar with the boys i would be thinking like man i wish jay was here yeah yeah like (laughs) that was that was when we were like that was when we were still dating because yeah we haven't been out to a bar since before we were engaged yeah and we were engaged for a while
1: Mm -hmm. i think you guys were engaged for what two
0: years yeah
2: weren't you guys didn't you guys get engaged at the beginning of 2020
0: no we got engaged i believe the beginning of 2019
2: oh 2019 so almost like three three years
0: yeah, because we got engaged three days before our first anniversary. But I remember I was like, I can't fucking wait any longer. Yeah, <laughs> I had bought that ring about six months into our relationship. No, less than that. I think it was like three or four months.
2: Ooh.
0: You were just wow. you were just you were just ready. Eh? And then I waited because I was like, I know that this is too early. Yeah, so I just waited until we finally moved in together and then I was like, it's time. Yeah.
2: Once you've moved in together and you get to know each other, you've been with each other for like a month or two in the same place. Then I think, you know, you're comfortable with each other and that's when it should. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's great because we're both like we're both simplistic in what we like. Like, OK, I didn't have any plans for my proposal. I literally proposed to her in my pajamas.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the way to do it, man. That's the way to that's, do yeah. it. Yeah.
0: I sat down, and I was like, alright, I, uh, I don't know how to do this, so I'm just gonna ask, Jay, will you marry me? <laughs> and she was like, wait, are you serious? I pulled out the ring, and yeah, it was, yeah. The way what I, I do it,
1: if I have to fucking propose to somebody in a tuxedo, that ain't it, Chief. Sorry. Yeah, no, exact. Dude, okay, one
2: of my ex-girlfriends, I'm not um, gonna say any names here, but one of my ex-girlfriends, um, she was very clingy. Like, I wouldn't have been able to film this podcast if I was still dating her, because she always had to be in call with me, Like, literally, whenever she wasn't at school or I wasn't at work, we were in call. I could never have time alone with my friends and shit. That's, like, one of the reasons I broke up with her. Another reason is, like, her standards are ridiculously high. Like, you know, like, most people, like, when it comes to love, right? Like, oh, you could propose to me with a ring pop ring. I wouldn't care, you know? Like, that's real love. She wanted the most expensive fucking custom ring and wouldn't settle for anything less. And it was at that point with all, like, the clinginess and shit that I was like, yeah,
1: I'm a go. I'm a dip. Goodbye. I don't know. When it comes to rings, I don't think that's a unanimous decision. It shouldn't be. It should be whatever your preference is because that's what matters. And it's vice versa because she, like, eventually, you like, she's got to get a ring. for Like, whoever does it first. You know, you buy a ring first or she buys a ring first. You're supposed like the person afterwards is supposed to get a ring. Well, I don't even know how it works. I'm fucking
2: in my eyes, like the ring is also a gift in and of itself. So I feel like you know, it should have more sentimental value than actual value in my eyes, which is why I'm not a fan of diamonds, is because they are so overused and they're so overpriced for what their value actually is.
0: That's one thing. Uh Jay was like, I swear to god, if you propose to me and it's a diamond ring, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare spend money on a diamond. Like
2: no, that's a waste I of money. I proposed with a sapphire. Yeah, sapphire or ruby is nice. Like an emerald. That those are nice. Those are colored. They look nice.
0: I found this really nice. It was an opal ring and an opal necklace. Ooh. So I gave her the necklace for Christmas, and then I gave her the ring as the proposal.
2: That's, that's good. That's nice. So, that, yeah, that's, it was great. that's good. Like find actual mm. nice looking gems. A diamond? Oh, I can see through it. Oh, it's like a, It's just like glass. Fucking. Who cares? yeah oh shiny shiny rock okay look at this one it's red it's better
1: it's just a different color it's just better by default
0: (laughs) so i don't know guys do you think it's about time for us to wrap things up
1: yeah i think we can call the podcast (laughs) now my internet's been acting up
2: i have barely any signal so
0: (laughs) all right so thanks so much for listening to the first episode of the around the lantern podcast we should be doing this weekly if all things go right and uh we'll see you next time
2: have a good one, everybody. Ready.
1: Hey, have a good one.